Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Plastic Tears, and they have a new album called Anthems for Misfits, which released earlier this year via Wormhole Death Records. Oh, look at that! Just like we practiced. And right now I'm being joined by Edu and Miku to share some more information about uh, this release and what the boys have got going on. So, gang, boys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Oh. Yeah. Why, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And we don't have to wonder, you know, what Edu does because he's got bases behind him and uh, Ampeg Amp, so we know he's the bass player. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you are damn right. <laughs> yeah, I might do that and I play bass, so. Groovy. Now, that SVT, that little mini SVT behind you, is that on the album or is that just a practice amp? No, that's only for practicing, yeah, at home. So it's staying here always. Okay. Never going out. <laughs> awesome. Now, on the record, is it an SVT or do you not know what's on the record? I don't know, actually. Actually, it's going straight to the to the board, so I don't know what's what the mixing guy did. I don't know. Okay, all right. I'm not surprised. Very common. Um, <laughs> sweet. Okay, now going back to the album that you guys just threw up to the to the screen there. What is this record? Anthems for Misfits. I mean, that kind of says it right there. Anthems for Misfits. But I guess what is what is the record? Is there a theme? Uh, maybe there's a little team of you know being an outsider and a misfit, but it's not like uh, going through the whole album because uh, we try to make the album really diverse and uh, bring in a lot of stuff. You know, there's punk, there's a little bit of reggae, there's uh, power pop, there's glam rock, hard rock, a little bit of everything, and uh, uh, lyrics maybe often tell a story about being uh, a little bit like an underdog or something, but uh, in the end, usually things turn out good, except on Candlelight Hater Fair, fair when, you know, things don't go well in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a good rock and roll record, which uh, we think is really diverse. There's a lot of uh, different songs, but they still do fit our style, I think. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a lot of different. Cannot, st- sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you cannot put that like in a box of something. You cannot say that this clam rock it's punk. It's it's like you can put it in this box. <laughs> yes, you can put it in a jewel case. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, but Ed was right. It's not. It's not like it's not a hard rock album, or it's it's not a punk rock album. It's not a glam rock album. It's a. It's a Plastic Tears album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds painful. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I mean, do you ever just stop and think to yourselves, like, man, what if we did cry plastic tears? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I wake up every night and think <laughs> those thoughts. You know, what if I cried plastic tears? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm crying right now. <laughs> exactly. And then you look at yourself and go, well, nobody likes a crybaby, so stop it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Beautiful. You got sort of right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, uh, we chatted about a lot of different genres. Now, when I look at the, the cover, and I look at you boys, I immediately think glam. Glam rock, glam metal. 
Yeah. Okay, Miko had a reaction. He had a reaction. He's like, eh. uh, yeah. Well, maybe there's a little bit of glamour Lucan. There's a little bit of glamour sound, you know. But I'd never call us glam metal. That's not a scene that we're part of. I think because the glam part is more, uh, at least for me. Maybe the other guys have a different opinion, but uh, I'm more like to the Slade and. Uh, old Alice Cooper and that kind of glam stuff, you know, but so I wouldn't say like we're very much like a metal glam rock band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that I would call it metal either. Just immediately though, I'm like, oh man, Guns N' Roses is on the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Guns N' Roses is cool and they're a good band. I no problem with that, but I wouldn't call them glam metal either, so. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Not. Actually, mm-hmm. Uh, somebody at my work recently said, I don't consider Guns N' Roses to be um, like hair metal or glam metal or whatever. And then the conversation yeah. kind of went, okay, well then what are they? And it kind of came up that they're like a, tra- a transition band between the hair metal and the grunge. So I don't know what you would call that. but Yeah, and anyway, why do you have to put, for example, Guns N' Roses into the box? It's like... Really good music, and it doesn't matter if it's glam or if it's hair or whatever. Yeah, actually, I don't. It doesn't really matter as long as people like or maybe don't like your music. It's uh, the music is what it is, and they can call it what they want to. Yeah. Now, speaking of what we want to call it, you guys signed to Wormhole Death in order to release this record. So, take us through that experience. Uh, well, after the last album that we did with a small company, we just uh, were, you know, fishing for a new contract to get a little bit, someone who maybe has a little bit uh, more promotional abilities or powers. So after going through a few offers, you know, we settled for Wormhole Death because they seemed like really... Um, straight up guys and uh, they do their stuff but they still let us you know be independent and do promotion and uh, sell records and stuff on our own that is quite important to us because we've been like a do-it-ourselves band for a long time even though we had help and uh, different labels but so and Wormhole that seemed like a good option to us and so far so good mm-hmm. so you guys yeah, have- we can do want to <laughs> so you guys had the album already recorded you were ready to do a diy and then shop for a label or did uh wormhole death help at all with recording mixing mastering i uh, no, we recorded ourselves because uh, uh and when we had some raw raw demos that's what we sent out to the labels and you know so see if every, anyone's interested and and there were a few, but uh, we chose to go with those. But yeah, the rec- recording process, it was pretty much ourselves doing it because um, nobody telling us how or what to do. And that's the way we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess my next question then is on this album, Anthems for Misfits, was there something you guys were looking to go for then in terms of producing yourselves? A sound or a, a vibe, a theme? Uh, 
Yeah, well, maybe Eric can talk about this, but yeah, we wanted it to be more stable and uh, maybe a little bit more, uh, not so over compressed, you know, take it easier on that. And, and of course, you know, Sammy, the guy who we recorded it with, he had a big part in the production too. It was not just the five of us or, or some of us, because Sammy helped us out a lot. He had a really much good ideas that, you know, we used in the end. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we could like uh, choose um, sounds and that kind of things, and he was helping. What about this? What about this? If, if this is okay, or, or it was like we were doing everything on our own and try, trying everything, and he was only helping like with the sounds and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a couple of tracks that you guys wanted to chat about, and then there's also a couple of tracks that have videos as well. Um, so I guess you guys are just tired of chatting about uh, Look of Lies and Riot Zone. You're like, no more. I don't want to hear it ever again. <laughs> I have no problem. We can talk about those two. But, uh, <laughs> we had our share about those already. So if you want to talk about something else, that's okay. If you want to talk about the video tracks, that's okay too. Yeah, okay. yeah. Very easy going, guys. Beautiful. <laughs> since since they have videos, I'm going to uh, link to them in the show notes because we have uh, a large base that watches on YouTube, and then that way they can quickly click on the link and um, uh, see the music videos. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think it should show up in even Spotify as well. So if somebody's listening on Spotify, they should be able to go into the show notes and click a link and, and see the music videos. Um, okay, yeah, Look of Lies... And uh, Riot Zone, why these two tracks? I think Look of Lies was the first song, you know, that we had ready when we went to the studio. Like the arrangements and everything was in place when we went to the studio. Because a lot of the tracks were like kind of raw when we went to the studio. And they kind of we needed to practice them a few times at our rehearsal rooms and and maybe check him out at the studio too. But Look of Flies was ready, and it was a good song. And we wanted it out fast because we were uh, going on a tour to Germany and uh, Netherlands and stuff like that. So we wanted to release a single and a video before that. So that was like a choice, uh, a good choice, but a choice we got made, you know, quick enough. You want more? I was just making a note, and then it sounded like the audio dropped off, so I quickly looked to see if you were still yeah. talking, and there was no audio, or if you actually stopped talking. So, um, sometimes... See? See? It's happening. Skype is yeah, doing yeah, it again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also buttons. Is it, is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good, baby. Now, you mentioned a tour. Was this before the pandemic then, or did... was did, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Uh, 19, I think, 2019, yeah. At the end of, of 2019, maybe October or something, so yeah. uh, we just got to do that tour, and when we got back, back there was like a couple or a few months uh, before things started to go the way they are now. So the, I guess those were like the last gigs. I guess we did a couple in Finland, you know, after that, but uh, kind of lucky that we... Uh, had time to do that before this shit show started. Mm-hmm. That's right. Next album's going to be called Shit Show. 
Maybe. Yeah. yeah. How do you say shit show in, in Finnish? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? Paska ohjelma. All right, Groovy. Now, Riot Zone. I'm speculating then that this track was written before 2020, but after 2020 happened, it just seems so fitting to have a song called Riot Zone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it was kind of accidental. And when we wrote, wrote that song, you know, the world was much more innocent, you know, and it was like kind of a, just a rock and roll rebellion and a fight song, so not so serious, but the situation the world has gone to made it kind of more serious, so, and, uh, and uh, I don't know if it's good or bad, because it was meant to be a rock and roll song with maybe a little bit of a, you know, stand up for your rights thing and be yourself. But then if you want to read it seriously nowadays, you can, uh, you know, with all the riots happening in the States and stuff. And it was kind of funny because just a couple of days after uh, we made the video, the label made the video and it was kind of uh, the riot images there. And just a couple of days after that, the Capitol Hill riots <laughs> started so it was the timing was quite good in a way but it was not intentional yeah 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 how, how did you guys react to that situation over in finland when you saw that happening yeah well it was quite maybe not scary but you know it's really surprised and uh, yeah and uh, how can things like that happen in a so-called civilized country? It was kind of radical. So it was a, a couple of quite worrying weeks, you know, going on when the situation was quite unstable for the whole end of the last year and quite much of the beginning too, before the president, uh, president, president, you know, changed and stuff like that. It was quite restless there. So. Of course, it was much in the news here too, and it made us think: it's like, how is this going to end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm their neighbor. It was not fun. Yeah, huh? I know. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Cool. These other two tracks: "Nobody Likes to Cry Baby," which is written about a wah pedal, right? <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> And Candlelight Hate Affair, which I dig, um, not only as a song, but I like the play on words, right? Candlelight Love Affair is what we would be expecting, but instead it's a Candlelight Hate Affair. Um, yeah. And uh, it's a level of cheek, cheekiness that um, I just, I expect from, you know, certain certain bands. I think it's cool. What what is this about these two tracks nobody likes to cry baby what's that about and <laughs> candlelight hate affair what's that about he's the mom or dad or almost all songs, <laughs> so he can tell about that <laughs> okay uh yeah well nobody likes to cry baby it's like uh, the song itself the music is quite straightforward rock and roll maybe a little bit of like uh, elvis meets the meets the clash or something with a bit of a punk vibe and the lyrics, uh, well, they're just uh, kind of, uh, at least hope, hope, hopefully, a uh, fun story about uh, somebody's little sister telling rumors about her and uh, how their m- uh, mom reacts and uh, actually she reacts pretty good. So, But 
So, uh, but as we all know, you don't like a telltale or a, or a crybaby. I guess every, everyone has had those feelings in their life. Yeah. And then candlelight hate affair. It's a little bit more darker and uh, moodier, and uh, it's. Uh, I don't usually like going too much into the lyrics because you know that way people don't get my ready-made opinion of what they are about or they can you know make up their own mind what the story is telling about but there's a there's a guy who's fighting with his own demons and uh, maybe sometimes uh, his good and bad side and uh, he might be dying or he might be staying alive mm-hmm. you have to pick up your mind sorry i can't uh, give up give up everything about the song you have okay. to listen to yourself but it's a moody, almost gothic song, and I like the mood of it. And it was, uh, it was fun to sing to because there's those whispering parts in the uh, low whispering parts in the beginning, and, uh, and it's actually my favorite song of the album. Okay, it Cooperly. What? It it Cooperly. What? <laughs> the internet says that Crybaby in Finnish is. It Kupili. Ah, it it Kupili. Yeah, yeah, it Kupili. Sorry, my emphasis was on the ah, wrong. Good, good. You learn fast. Yeah. Kiitos. Ole hyvä. Ole hyvä. Yeah. And then there's another word here that the internet says. I don't even want to try to say it. Pilitaja. 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 Okay. You are doing great. Thank you. Yeah. Kiitos. Next time we do an interview, we do it in Finnish. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what's going to happen. Sweet. So we chatted about, uh, in the beginning, we actually chatted quite a bit about genres um, that show up on, on the record. I guess a question I didn't ask directly was, was that a conscious decision? Like, did you guys say, man, we really need uh, a punk vibe there? Or did it just kind of happen that way? I feel I didn't hear the beginning of the question now, but uh, but I'm going to answer to what I heard then. Or did you hear him out, Edo? I I think I heard. It's a it was about the right baby. I think okay. you were. Yeah, could we chat about different genres that show up on the album? And a question that I did not ask that I'm thinking of now is was it a conscious decision to do different genres on the album? Like, did you guys get to a song and you're like, man, we need a part here, and somebody said, well, let's do a punk vibe there? Oh, no. Okay. I think I think when he's having those songs in his head, it's it's like it's coming, whatever it's, it is. It's not like meant to, I think, I don't know, because I'm not doing songs or writing songs, so I think... He's like he's coming to the rehearsals place and he grabs a guitar and he's playing what he has in his head and then we start to do and if the if the song is okay or if it sounds good then we continue doing it so I don't know if you are doing it in purpose something like or punk or jazz or I don't know no it's a, I don't think this band is like a calculated business you know we do what comes from our heart, and if it's punk, that's okay. If it's something else, it's okay. As long as we get it to fit into our, our own style. And what is really good with this band is that, that, you know, if I 
make a song and I bring it to the guys, you know, they put in their own sound there and uh, that kind of makes the sound of, of the band, you know. It's, uh, it's not just the song or a composition or one guy, it's the whole crew. Yeah. Okay. Groovy. Not sure if I answered the right question now, but at least there was an answer, you know. Mm-hmm. All I need, boys, are answers. I don't. You're, I don't... you're gonna get them, but you know what about <laughs> that, that? That we can't promise, you know. Yeah. Wake up, say whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know that I ever asked the right question or ever received the right answer. But questions are being said and answers are being had, and people enjoy. Yeah. So, groovy. Okay. Well, boys, that concludes my questions. We chatted about uh, different genres on the record. We chatted about the record anthems for Misfits. We chatted about Nobody Likes a Crybaby. We chatted about Candlelight Hate Affair. We chatted about Look of Lies. We chatted about Riot Zone. We chatted about uh, signing to Wormhole Death, uh, which you said was an upgrade, and glad you guys are having a good time with them. Um, We also loosely kind of chatted about touring in Europe before the whole pandemic started, um, or at least in Germany and the Netherlands. And we chatted about actually having plastic tears. We chatted about that Ampeg SVT in the background over there. Yep. Uh, Fender, Fender basses. Fender, Fender P bass. Yeah. And chest bass. Okay. That's a classic sound right there. What kind of strings, baby? What kind of strings you got? Uh, Fender strings. Okay. Interesting. Groovy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hear a lot of res- Yeah. I hear a lot of respect for Didario Pro Steels on bass. Um, yeah. I've tried like almost all of those, but Fender is the best for me. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. We chatted about don't just, you know, love for bases. I I also got a bass. Next time I'm gonna put it on the wall down there. Over there, you know, so you know so yeah, I know. And then you won't feel left out. It'll be great. What kind of strings do you use, baby? I'm a crybaby now. Oh, no. <laughs> Nobody likes a crybaby, Miko. Oh, I know, but I can't help it. Yeah. Um, we dig your sheets, the leopard sheets on the bed. Fantastic move. All right. Yeah, I'll just, you know, we have two cats. I'm sorry they're not, you know, in the background now because they fit in really good with the sheets. Mm-hmm. We yeah, they're there. We just can't see them because they're camouflaged. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful baby. How do you say camouflage and finish? How do you even uh, spell yeah. camouflage? Na mi onti. That's like uh, that's like disguised. Disguised, you know. But you know, camouflage is uh, ma master. What's the right motor? What's the right when? Yeah, but you know, master. That's a good one. It's a, it's quite close. Okay, there it is, right here on the Rock Little Podcast. We learned how to say camouflage in Finnish. So, Ooh. gang, that concludes my questions. Thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Little Podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks. having us. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.